Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Copeland, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. My name is Jim Martin. I'm with Brad today. Brad, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you, Jim? Doing great. I want to thank all of our listeners for listening. I want to uh, I want to give you guys some uh, some some email addresses and some uh, website addresses so you can connect with us if you decide to. Look, if you if you find value in our program today, make sure to leave us a five star review on Apple or on Spotify or whatever you listen to the show on. Uh, we are hosting a growth podcast. You're going to not want to miss this. This is really important. It's, go to the website 23grow.com. Again, 23grow.com uh, and engage with us. You'll see those in the show notes as well. And then last but not least, look, we have a thriving Facebook community questions and and uh, engagement all, all week long. So I encourage people who want to engage with other advisors to reach out to us at uh, the Financial Advisors Edge community right on Facebook. Just top, top, uh, type that in and you'll find us. Uh, but without further ado, we are talking about client engagement events, client appreciation events, client referral events, whatever you want to call it, engaging with your clients, showing them some love with the hope that they become better, more uh, sticky clients. And then ultimately, hopefully they're going to tell their friends about you. So Brad and I are going to share some things we've heard, we've done, we've seen, and we've failed at along the way to hopefully give you some ideas on what you can do better. So Brad, let's uh, let's go right over to you. Um, let's let's. What have you done in this space? What's been what's been successful? Well, I think the one that I've had the most success with was just your your typical client appreciation event. I've always typically done mine in over the summer months, and I, I've held them at uh, a lot of times at a golf course or whatnot that is a catering venue, and you know refined it over time. But it's you know it's like wedding style food catered uh, type of thing. You know, twenty five thirty bucks a plate. Uh, but I found I like golf courses because they usually have enough space. They usually have event areas. There's stuff to do. And I've always tried to tie like a uh, like a thank you gift in with the golf course to people that show up in terms of like, uh, you know, like a gift card for a round of golf or something like that. And uh, that ha- I found that that I would always have my invitations, ask them to bring a friend or leave it open to, to bring a friend. Cause that's really the point, certainly deep in the relationship with existing clients, but even bonus, if they can bring a couple of prospects that are just like them yeah. and, and knowing that everyone's going to get something that they might enjoy afterwards on top of it, it seemed to increase the number of people that would bring a buddy along to the event and yeah. uh, give us something to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a good point. If you, if you show them a good time, they're likely to tell their friends, like we, we want to bring our friends to things that are really fun. We yeah. might not want to bring our friends to uh, Applebee's. I mean, and, <laughs> right. And there's nothing wrong with Applebee's, but you know, it, it, at the end of the day, uh, we, you got to be fancy like the golf course in a little bit. Now, when you're doing this, Brad, um, let's talk about who do you invite? Do you invite? Do you invite all of your clients? Do you invite your? Uh, do you segment your clients out? A, Bs? How do? You, who do you invite to this? 
You know, I think it depends on the type of event that you're doing for for something like I just described what it became. Yeah, I'm limiting it to to A and B, but you know, take that with a grain of salt if you're listening. I you know, my book is is probably a little abnormal and certainly doesn't resemble a, a wirehouse book in that, you know, I have dozens of households where I literally don't I don't make enough money to even take myself to Applebee's for lunch in a year. You know, they're younger, they're starting out. They're clients that are going to become better clients 10, 20 years out for me. So no, if you run a if you run a book like mine where you're working with a fair number of people that you're not making a lot of money off of, obviously you're not going to buy them a $35 dinner and a gift card. So I'd limit it to A and B's for that type of event. Um, but yeah, I think it, you know, if Greg were with us, uh, yeah, I hope he's feeling better soon. If you know, in a book like Greg's, sure. Notice you have 96 households and uh is a at least a soft five hundred thousand dollar minimum. Um, yeah, I think he could invite invite all of them. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it depends what you're doing, right? Like, and what the cost is. So, at our firm, we do, and, and we kind of try to segment this in. We do employee engagement events, and then we do, uh, we try to do employee, or I'm sorry, not employee, um, client engagement events, and then we try to do client referral events. And so, I'll give you one of the examples. Every year, uh, we go down to our local minor league team, and we rent this group, this uh, area called the Cove, and we invite our clients, our A and B clients. They're allowed to come out. It's uh, for them and a guest or um, and we do not open it up for referrals for this one because uh, our problem is for a baseball game. They all want to bring their uh, grandkids. So right. so your your cost <clears throat> multiplies significantly because we we're buying them a baseball game and food and drinks and beer and all the stuff. And, you know, you, you end up getting eight kids in there that somebody wants to bring all their grandkids and it, the cost multiplies quickly. So for this kind of event, we don't do this, but we view this as. Uh, you know, really a night out for our clients. And if they want to bring their grandkids, we give them a soft cost. They can purchase the tickets. Uh, and, and I think it works really well. Uh, when we're doing, and we invite, by the way, for that one, we invite everybody pretty much. Right. Uh, now for our client referral events, and client referral events are different. And I, I think of them a lot like seminars. You can't just do one and then call it a, a miss. Like you legitimately right. need to have a schedule of events that you follow through uh, week after week or month after month. You can't just, you, you've got to do four or five through the year and you got to make them fun. I mean, you know, like, you know, it, it can't be, I mean, again, we're going to pick on Applebee's and I got no problem going to Applebee's, you know, Oreo shake and little bourbon street steak, nothing wrong with that. We were comparing uh, maybe a couple of months ago, we compared uh, Chick-fil-A with the Ritz Carlton. So uh, it's yeah. just that. Yeah, we like food. We like food on this uh, food and yeah. hotels on this on this podcast. No, I think I think for that you got to do you got to show them a, a little bit better time. Whether that's a brewery or throwing axes or um, you know having having a performer around, but the intent has always got to be at those kind of events that you make sure people know you're open for business and that hey, I'm, I'm glad to do this. I want you to bring a friend so they can learn as well. Now, how how are you marketing these events? So, Brad, you you're going to have uh, an event at the golf course. How are you letting your clients know about it? You know, for that one, it's just a, uh, that one's just a, an invitation, a mailed invitation and, uh, and a follow-up. Um, and actually that, that helped attendance also. And I think um, it, it also, again, increased the number of people that were actually bringing a friend uh, was when not only an invitation would go out and, and, you know, doesn't have to be a, $4 a card invitation, but a nicer invitation. And uh, then followed it up, especially to the people that you really were hoping would attend. Either I would follow up or have an assistant follow up and, you know, start a dialogue and say, hey, this is what we're doing. And certainly welcome to, you know, to bring another couple with you. 
um, that that helped a lot. But that's how I'm marketing those, and that's different for me because I do, you know, I I do client appreciation, and then I also do like I've, in my case, I have employers where I have a lot of clients, and you know, in mine, a lot of cases is a is either a school district or a local college. But what I've also done, I'll fall into this category is, you know, where I have a bunch of clients in a particular department or in a particular building, I'll try and host a happy hour, you know, way, way less elaborate, you know, at a, at a local brewery close to the place right after work. And I'll try and get that advertised to both clients and prospects through like their department mail or, or, or something like that. But those can be highly effective too. And you can kind of tailor them to different pockets of clients you have in different industries and different areas. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love the idea of a happy hour there. Um, yeah, what a couple hundred bucks. I mean, if you bring a wholesaler, they pay the bill even. Yeah. I, I haven't even talked to a wholesaler in years. Maybe I need to start talking to them and get some of their money to pay for these events. Well, if you have a couple of beers ahead of time, then it's it's more tolerable. <laughs> By the way, if there's any wholesalers listening to this podcast, no offense. Yeah, no offense. <laughs> yeah don't leave us a negative review. It's just a joke. Yeah, right. um, all right. Yeah. They, you know, one of the things is you were talking about inviting people. One of the one of the tricks that I've learned that can be really effective, especially considering the type of event you're doing, if it's a um, if it's a, a a referral event, not just client engagement, and they're all client engagement, by the way. So like your clients are gonna have great at times, but if you're if you're in, if your end goal is to not just do client appreciation, but client engagement referrals, um, we we send a nice invite, almost like a wedding style, in an envelope, and inside there we put tickets, not just two tickets, but we put four. There you go. Because we want them to know that they can they they can give those tickets out. It's that subliminal message that gets across and say, "Hey, we're going to do this." Now, on the regular client events, we try to you know we never try to do those on the cheap. So the client kind of appreciation with the baseball event, we do a movie event, um, those kind of events. We send a postcard and then an email, and then a lot of times we'll make a phone call if we're not we don't have a lot of attendance because people are really busy a lot of times and. Um, you know, sometimes it's really hard to get your clients to engage. Like life is really happening and, you know, you got to put a little work into it. The other thing, Brad, that I thought was interesting as you were kind of going through here that I thought I thought was a, a win and one of my mistakes. I'll share some of my mistakes and some of the ideas we've done as well. But one of the one of the big mistakes we did, we brought we had a uh, we had a Hell's Kitchen chef come out and cook a private meal for a group, which was really cool. Yeah. She's awesome. She's actually came and cooked for my team once, which was really funny. I came out to my house and cooked for my team. Everybody had a big kick out of it. But we we did this and we really advertised it that this was a special event. I mean, we packed the room. You had to bring a guest. This was like you couldn't show up without bringing a guest because it was, you know, we told people like this is an expensive event. We want you there, but part of the part of your um part of part of part of the admission is bringing somebody we might want to meet. Right. How, it, it was soft, right? We didn't tell them that hard, but but here's my problem. I didn't capture all their names. They came in. I had a photo booth. I had some guy playing the guitar. I had the private chef doing it. She came out and explained every court. It was awesome. And then I didn't capture their names. Like the people that came, <laughs> I didn't have a great way to capture their names. I set up a desk and said, hey, if you want to schedule an appointment with Jim, go talk to him. Like two people came up, but there's a room full of people that would have gladly taken my phone call the next day to say, Hey, thanks for coming. And I screwed it up. So don't be Jim and spend you know 10 grand on, on an event and then yeah. not get the names of the people that attended. So you can drip on them because you want them to continue to get that service. You know, when they walked out of there, they had a great meal, they had good entertainment. It was a great night. 
I, I, it was a great opportunity that I, I screwed up at. And you're a likable dude, so they probably liked you as well. So they had everything they needed to want to meet with you. Just yeah, but but it, except for me messing up. Yeah. Yep. You, you know that's funny. What something you mentioned earlier? Some of the things that the big mistakes that we can list over the years that we've done are really not that complicated. They're just a matter of we had to do them enough times to realize we were making the mistake. And I did the same thing as you at events with the tickets. That's so powerful. It's not pushy. And you have it, it opens your eyes to realizing how many clients are willing to refer. They just aren't thinking about it. And something so easy as putting four tickets in instead of two and mentioning it can increase your response rate so much. And it reminded me what you were talking about, like the clients. Have you ever had a client come in, you know, uh, an updated review meeting, and they mentioned something like, Oh yeah, and we just picked up more term insurance or we bought long-term care insurance or they they bought something that's not, you know, for you and I both, I think, you know, investment management is the is our bread and butter. Not that we don't offer those other things and it's like they didn't buy it from us just because they didn't think that we could sell it to them. Yeah. And a lot of times when they're like they're in referable situations and they just aren't thinking that that we'll take them or they have enough money, whatever it is. So something as simple as the ticket is so powerful that you just don't know until you until you do it and make the mistake. And much like you saying about the, um, you know, getting names. Hey, pardon the interruption. Hey, if you're anything like us, you are hyper-focused on growing your practice in 2023. With that said, me and the guys have put together a world-class webinar that will help you do just that. We're going to give you our best ideas, our best ideas on marketing. What are some things you can implement right now to grow your practice? Our best ideas on sales process. How do you close more business? our best ideas on client service. How do you retain, grow your relationships for life and increase referrals without even asking for them? And finally, how do you build a scalable, world-class investment model? If you want to join the webinar, go out to 23grow.com. Again, that's 23grow.com. Register for our webinar. There's no cost to attend. It's one time only. You don't want to miss it. If you're if you're dialed into growing this year, this is for you. If you want to become a better advisor, deliver better service to your clients, this webinar is for you. So join today. Go out to 23grow.com. Now back to the show. Now this is for a seminar, not for a client appreciation event, but for me, I always put a, an evaluation form in my packets at seminars. So that people can give some feedback, but also there's some there's some probing questions in there that will get attention so I know what to call about. But when I started doing seminars, I was like, same thing. I've only got names from six out of the 27 people that are here. So what I did was I started giving a gift card away to the restaurant that the seminar was at, you know, $50, $7,500 gift card. And the raffle was at the at the end of the seminar. And the entry form was your evaluation form. So if you didn't turn it in, you weren't winning the gift card. 100%, it's 100% return now, ever uh, since no then. And they're just, it's, that's not rocket science. It's just simple little tweaks that you don't know it's a mistake until you've wasted 30 grand on events and forgotten to get the names. Exactly. Yeah, I tell people, uh, no sheet, no eat. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm serious. And then my new line is, um, you know, guys, uh, Biden has hired 86,000 new IRS agents, and I need to have proof that you were here. 
in order to keep them out of my life, I need you to fill this out. Uh, and people laugh and um, get mad about it. And then we talk about taxes, but it's, it, it is, it, it works. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, as you were talking, uh, Brad, I had, I had some thoughts around that. I, I really think when you were talking about referrals, make no mistakes, your clients are referring you. Like if they like you, they're telling their friend about you. They just are. The problem is the friend is lazy. Like the friend is going to take action when he takes action. And then he talks to somebody else and they refer him. And then he goes on the computer and he does all these things. So you have to create a mechanism by which they can have, you can have introductions. And that's why um, always letting people know that you're open for business and that you you can help their friends and family out, not pushy. I don't ask for referrals, but I do let people know that, hey, uh, if you have a friend or family member who is concerned about the market or the state of the world or taxes, I want you to know that we're here to help them out and give you the same service that you receive. And when you do these events, you can tell people like these are great opportunities for those folks that, you know, you've told about us that you want to introduce us to and you want them to have a good time. It's important to do that. Now, here's here's some some kind of pro tips if you're going to do this as you as you get around it. You need to have a process, a follow up process, uh, a confirmation process. You need to make sure it's seamless. It's an all hands on deck. Your staff should be there. But one of the biggest things is don't make it about you. Get up right. and, and have a five minute conversation. But you don't need to give a 30 minute market update with slides and all that. You need to make like what would you want to attend? Nobody wants to go to a timeshare salesman. They want to go out and have a fun time. Like if we go to a brewery, so that's a good example of one we've done. We'll go to a, like a brewery and I'll get up and say, hey, guys, you know, Jim here with Martin Wealth Solutions. I want to thank everybody for being here. It's an honor that you're here. I just want everybody to know who, who I'm not wor- who I'm working with. I appreciate your trust. Those of you who I'm not working with, I do want you to know that if you would like to sit down and have a conversation with me, I am available. But more than anything, tonight is all about you. Here's what we're doing. And that's it. Set the stage and move on. How do you how do you frame that, Brad? You know, I, Jim, while you were talking, I, you know, I always I've always thought that um, I've been telling my junior, you know, people are going to do business with someone that they like, trust and think can do the job. And probably in that order. Number one is like you. Number two is trust you. And and it sounds terrible, but I think it's true. And third place is they think you can do the job. Well, I always try and keep when I do these events. Right now, this doesn't apply to seminars, but for true, some version of client appreciation events. If you're having clients bring friends or bring coworkers, right? You already have like and trust taken care of with the new people because they already know that their friend trusts you and likes you or else they wouldn't be bringing them to your event. Right. So you know, you have you you have that covered and they're the biggest two and that's what you're working on. And they also kind of, you know what, they also kind of as far as knowing what you're doing without doing a 30-minute market update again. Their friend brought them with you or brought them with them. So if they have any level of respect for their friend, they probably assume that they made a good decision. Right? Like Jim, if you bring me to an event to a company of someone that you use, I'm gonna assume you vetted them, and I think you're a smart guy, and you know what you're doing. A lot of these barriers of like trust and know what they're doing, that's already done for me by knowing that you are yeah. work with. So focus on the big two, the like and trust. That's what people buy on. I'm much more likely to buy a car from a salesman that I like and that I think I can trust, or a mortgage, or a house, or a whatever. 
It's the truth. Hey, you know that it's it's that's what I when people come in and they say, "How should I? What question should I ask? How should can I select an advisor?" I said, "You got to like who you're going to work with. You ultimately have to trust them, and that's something that that's will come. You have that initially, but it'll come with time. Yeah, and then you got to feel like they can do the job. They they're competent." And once you've done that, you cross off all the boxes ultimately. And that's what your goal is there. And again, nobody wants to go to an event and have the JP Morgan market guide presented to them for an hour and a half. Like, I mean, advisors don't want that crap. Can you imagine like the person who's hired you, who this has decided, hey, I don't want to manage my, uh, I don't want to go to Vanguard for you to manage it the same way. I'm going to pay you to do it. And now you want me to learn everything you want to? No, that's it's the wrong idea. Um, let's talk about frequency. So now that we kind of understand what the purpose of these are, how you're going to get your clients there, how you're going to engage with them, how often should you do them? What do you think, Brad? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think that's pretty. I think that's a pretty dynamic answer, depending on the rest of your service model. Yeah, you know. Um, I've never done a main, I've usually done a big one once a year. Okay. You know, a serious one. Then I do a, a more localized event with a, you know, with 20 clients at a brewery after work for them and their department. Sure. I mean, you could sprinkle in six, eight, 10 of those a year if you want, but a, a really top notch golf course or, or baseball game, you know, $10,000 event. I think once or twice a year is, would be, would be great for my, my service model. How about you? Yeah, I think um, I, I think you've got to determine what you're trying to accomplish. Is this client is this client appreciation? Are you trying to come out and have them tell you they love you and thank you and feel good about it? Uh, if you're going to do that, I think once or twice a year is fine. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's any any uh, any reason not to do that. If you're going to do this for a referral purposes, so if you're going to say, "Hey, I want to up my referrals. I want my clients to be able to bring people in. To your frequency needs to be every other month or at least once a quarter." Because if you're not doing them on a regular basis, it, it won't get a lot. And here, here's what I think. Here's what people worry about. Like the first couple, they're probably not going to bring friends. Right. So what? So what? This is just a marketing funnel where you're going to spend money. Who cares if they don't bring their friends? What you're worried about is after they've been to a few of them and they realize you're not there to like sell them something. And you said, hey, you know, John, I'm so glad you've been to our last couple events. I just want you to know you can't. You're welcome to bring a friend. Then they're going to start to bring their friends. And you're right. going to start to meet people that way. And th some of the great ones I've heard, you know, um, I've heard people do wine and wisdom. So they go out to like a winery and they, you know, they get up and talk for 15 minutes and do a wine tasting. I've heard of people doing, I don't like bourbon. I know Brad's a bourbon guy, but I think yeah. this is a great one. They'll get like a group together to do a bourbon, a bourbon tasting every other month. Like they'll go to a bar and do like bring bottles of bourbon and everybody will taste it, do their thing. And I mean, that's a real social thing. If I like bourbon, I would 100% do it. I think it's and inexpensive. inexpensive. Yeah, it doesn't cost much. You know, and, and a lot of them, they'll sit outside. They'll, they'll you know, if if your state will allow it, they'll sit outside and drink or smoke bourbon. And, and uh, I'm sorry, drink bourbon and smoke yeah. cigars. You can tell I don't do either of those. Um, right. There's golf outings. There's a there. There are a ton of these ideas out there. We've got a list of them that are just phenomenal that we'll share with our Century Club group. But there are so many actionable ones that you can create referrals with. And then from client appreciation, I mean, you know, you, Brad, you do the golf course, we do a baseball game. 
We've got a we, we know a guy down in down in uh, Oklahoma that does like this crazy ballroom thing with Tiffany glasses and stuff. And, you know, yeah. people people do all kinds of crazy things around here and they all work. I know a guy that throws like this huge Christmas party. I think he's nuts. He spends too much money on it. But but it all works. You don't have and, and I'm a testament that you don't have to spend a ton of money to engage with your clients. Right. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think that the the white glove events um you're spending a pile of money on. Yeah, I think it's worth it because you're, you know, in, actually in either case, you're making people feel special, right? Whether it's through a frequency uh, of, uh, you know, ongoing, uh, you know, bourbon tasting, cigar smoking. Actually, there's a female advisor, maybe 45 minutes from me that does, um, she has an ongoing cooking class. Awesome. Which anything like that, that repeated, you know, people are going to feel special that they're a part of that. Yeah. And just builds the exact brand and image that, that you want to. I have a question. What are your thoughts around this time of year and when to, if you were going to do like a holiday party, like you mentioned, when do you do it? Shortly after Thanksgiving, but not yeah. deep, not deep into uh, November or, or you can do the uh, anti-holiday party. Uh, you can do it later. Um, you can do a costume. You look, here, here's the other thing I think. Remember your clients, they're older. And as you get older, you have less social opportunities. You just do. Yeah. And you could do a cost, you could do a Halloween party, rent a bar, go do a costume contest for your clients. I bet they'll have the best time that you ever imagined in your life doing that. I bet. Serve some more d'oeuvres, do that. And the other thing, I, I it, when you mentioned the, the 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 female advisor down the road from you, I, guys are really, uh, guys really fall victim to this. You've got to make sure you include the women. Um, right. So it can't just be bourbon and cigars. You've got to have something. I, and I know women, I know some women do that. They, they, they drink bourbon and smoke cigars, but not the, not normally. So you've got to make sure that if you're going to do these events, that you appeal to both, both uh, sexes. Uh, and, and I'm not saying it needs to be like spa days. I, you know, I don't know what that means, but but there are there's lots of events out there that women would have a lot of interest in as well, and 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 men maybe as well, and vice versa. So, but I think um, I think there's a lot of I think if we're going to do a client event for holidays, I think you you can't do it deep into December because people get really busy. Do you agree, or am I off base on that? No, that's what I was thinking originally. That you know, almost we're heading into the optimal time, like mid mid to late January. Yeah, our office Christmas party. This is the time of year that we have it, just because. When you like, you get to Thanksgiving to New Year's, people are just holidayed out. They're already busy with their routine, so you either got to do it early or late. I feel like, and I was actually thinking, sometimes it would be neat to do a holiday party at and leading up to Thanksgiving, maybe even do like the costume party right after Halloween, and tie it into. Have you ever heard of? Um, or maybe you do this around Thanksgiving, doing like um, a food drive at your office where people yeah. can bring donations by, and you you know donate them for Thanksgiving. You could tie your holiday party into that. Bring your donation or your canned goods or whatever to the event and tie in like, uh, you know, your guests can bring that too. And then you're going to match donations and, and food donations for and any number of ideas. But yeah, I think I think you're right. You got to stay away from, you know, the week of Thanksgiving through, you know, the week after New Year's. People are already booked. Yeah, we do a, uh, at our office around Thanksgiving, we do a pie day. So we go out and buy a pallet of pumpkin and pecan pies and then our clients get to select which one they would like it's it's a little actually hard to source them now with um with labor shortages it was a little difficult this year and we we piggyback that piggyback that onto a food drive i'm not done an event around it but it's a it's a nice client engagement people come in they feel very thankful for 
receiving it. So those are those are some tactics out there. Brad, uh, final thoughts as we kind of wrap up today's show. This has been great. I, um, I think people have learned a lot, and probably I've got probably people are pulling out their calendars thinking about what they need to do around this. But final thoughts. Final thoughts. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. Five star review. <laughs> I love all that. And, and and do this, guys. Engage with your clients. You know, they make your lifestyle possible. And and um and these are not. They don't have to be expensive. You can find inexpensive events. You can find things that that make a lot of sense uh, to your clients and have fun with them. And 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 it, you can mix them up too. It doesn't have to be normal things. Remember, you're you're depending upon who you work with. If you work with younger people, tailor things to them. If you work with older people, tailor things to them. There's lots of great ideas. Hey, but we want to thank you for listening. Remember, um, leave us a five-star review. Connect with us on Facebook at the Financial Advisors Edge Community. And as always, uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you implement, execute, and get better as you build your practice. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.